All right, welcome back to another episode of the Go With John Show. We are here today with Sam Woolbert from the Arlington County Animal Welfare League. Welcome, Sam. Thanks, John. Thanks did for I, having me. Did I get that right? Uh, close. The Animal <laughs> Welfare League of Arlington. Of Arlington. Yes. Yep. I am an imperfect human like the rest of us. So, well, welcome and thanks for coming in. So, so today uh, we want to talk a little bit about uh, pets and we, we kind of want to dovetail into the, um, uh, the home building world and the real estate world because that's kind of what the focus mm -hmm. of our show is here. And then uh, later we want to hear a little bit about your organization and I know you maybe have some uh, stories for us. So, Sounds good. So, you know, one of the things that I do on a, on a regular basis is when I sit down and meet with people and I ask them if they have pets and they say yes. And in particular, if, if people have dogs, I have some suggestions with how they can configure their home to make life easy uh, er on them, to make life easier on them uh, with regard to pets. So I'll often recommend like a dog wash or, you know, consider we would ask our buyers to consider where do you want the the door to your home to let your dogs in and out of the backyard. So you're bringing them into maybe a mudroom versus letting them come into mm -hmm. a carpeted area of the home. So so those are things we kind of work on. Have you do you what kind of advice would you have for people who are building a home or moving or doing a renovation with regard to their pets? Yeah. Um, well, where to begin? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that there's so many considerations um, as far as pets and, and homes and what you're looking for. Um, so it, it all depends with cats. Uh, I'll start with cats because they're a little bit easier. Right. Um, the, the idea with a cat is they like to have space vertically um, as well as, you know, some open space in, in the home uh, as well. Uh, but cats really like to climb. They like to explore. Mm -hmm. um, so when you are building a home or buying a home, one of the things to consider is what what can you do vertically with the space that you have? Is it just an open room or are there shelvings? Are there things you can do for the cat to climb and kind of get into nooks and crannies uh, mm -hmm. because they really like to um, explore in that way? Dogs, it's going to be a little different. Dogs, it's kind of case by case. Right. Um, I have an older dog, uh, so I'm a little bit more mindful of the fact that she might not be able to walk as stable as she used to. So mm -hmm. we have carpeting kind of around the home. We have hardwood floors, um, but we kind of have carpeting um, to help her move around. Right. Um, with an older dog, you also want to be thinking about stairs. Are you looking at a multi-floor home? Because mm -hmm. an older dog may not be able to get up and down those stairs as easily as a younger dog. It's, you know, same thing happens with humans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or like myself, it's it's a little harder to get out of bed in the morning. You know, right. I don't want to trudge down multiple flights of stairs. Um, so those are some of the considerations uh, with with the dog and flooring. We we. As a pet owner, um, and this goes for all ages of animals, you want to consider the floor too. Right. Um, what we tend to recommend is a little bit of a, a hardwood floor because it makes cleaning up messes easier. Right. Um, some of the that vinyl that can withstand the nails and the scratching and yep. the pet messes. And, and you know, it's it's interesting you bring that up. I think the whole building industry has gone to luxury vinyl plank. You know, yep. so you mm -hmm. can get all different kinds of grades of 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 flooring. And when you say vinyl, it's not like the old school. You know 
resilient vinyl floors that you're that you're thinking about. I mean, these floors look like hardwoods. They're exactly. really, yeah. yeah, 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 and they're very durable. That, that's what I was just going to say, durability, um, because of those, especially if you have a bigger dog, they can scratch up the floor pretty easily just yep. by walking around. And then um, you get the cartoon effect, like when the doorbell rings and the dog wants to run to the front yeah, door, they run in place for a minute before they get their traction. That's exactly, yeah, I, I have seen that plenty of times as well. Um, one of the things, too, I think not a lot of people consider in homes is what. how are you going to block off an animal right uh, because there are times you might have uh guests coming and going and depending what kind of dog you have they may not always like that right. um the, the people coming uh you might also have a dog that likes to get in the kitchen trash and if you're leaving you want to keep the dog out of the kitchen right um, so some of those open floor plans those are great those are fantastic but you're going to want to consider um depending on the kind of dog you have how can I keep this uh, animal, this this dog, in a certain area? Yes, in a yeah. certain area. Yeah, that's good advice. Home. Yeah. yeah. Um, so so once again, with dogs, it's case by case. Uh, with cats, they love that space. They love that verticality. Um, and sometimes you just have to kind of think from a dog perspective. We might love something uh, that they're just not gonna. <laughs> that it right. just won't. Uh, you know, it, it won't register to them. Uh, one of the things too, I know you had mentioned. Um, kind of the mudroom, and we're seeing a little bit more of that, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, kind of those luxury items, mm -hmm. uh, mudrooms, the baths with uh, retractable uh, faucets, so you don't have to necessarily bend down to get right. your dog in there. You can move that faucet around. Uh, I, I think what is being... Um, what one of the trends now are nooks mm -hmm. and you kind of see this on Instagram or Facebook or TikTok, all those social media where kind of little spaces that you wouldn't necessarily have anything uh, before under stairs uh, as a perfect example, or maybe kind of an attic, uh, people turn that into a little pet room. Right. Uh, so you can have, you know, your little bed and, and maybe like a little food bowl for the animal um, to kind of relax and have their own space. Once again, um, if they want to get away, if, if you need to kind of block them off. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, there's, there's plenty of, of new little uh, cute ways that you can kind of make some of those spaces attractive. Right. Um, the other thing I would mention as a builder, uh, I'm sure you see this, um, about two thirds of families have pets. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so these just aren't little cute things that you're doing that, that aren't gonna, uh, that's just gonna be for you. I mean, if you're thinking of resale, mm -hmm. if you're thinking of renters or whatever the case may be, people want spaces for their pets. There are so many pets now, uh, especially in the Arlington area where we're at, um, that, that that is gonna be attractive to someone coming in, looking at that home to have those kind of unique spaces. Mm -hmm. No, that's, that's so true. What are, do you know what the percentage of pet owners, what the breakdown is of the pets they own? Like what percentage of people own dogs versus cats? Ooh, you know, that's a very good question. I know there's a lot of research out there. I, I don't know if there's a concise answer. Right. Um, the, the trouble with trying to break it down is that usually 
people who have cats like myself, yeah. I have three cats, wow. <laughs> but I only have one dog. Right. Um, so they're there, especially in Arlington, uh, where there tends to be multi, multi-level homes, mm-hmm. um, not mm-hmm. necessarily single family homes or not as many as, as some areas. You tend to see a little bit more cats than dogs. Right. Um, and then the dogs that you do see tend to be a little bit smaller just because we're all on top of each other right, here. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, certainly, I mean, cats are, are uh, because you can generally have more of them, tend to be a little bit more popular in yeah. this area. Well, and they're dogs. self-sufficient. They are. They're, yeah. they're yeah. a little bit more self-sufficient. Yeah, you don't I, have to come home twice a day and walk the uh, cat. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, I don't have to worry if I leave overnight. My cats are fine. It's the dog that I have to worry about. Right. So now, how so, so how often do you bring your dog to work, and how often do you bring your cats to work? <laughs> well, the dog, you know, I, I like to say, uh, pre-COVID, the dog was coming in with me every single day. Right. Um, during COVID, she retired. She decided okay. she got used to living at home. She did not want to be back in the office. So I will bring her in, you know, maybe once a week, once every other week, but she right. does not want to be there. Um, so she would prefer to be at home on the couch sleeping. With and the then, cats. Yeah, with the cats <laughs> and then get fed before I leave. And then when I get home, right, that, right. that's kind of her lifestyle. At yeah, this that's pretty nice. Yeah, that's pretty nice. So what do you, what do you, how do you feel uh, about uh, folks using crates uh, for their dogs? Do you, um, what's your position on that? Yeah, uh, crates uh, are, are a great tool for dogs. Um, what we would recommend is that the dog is uh, kind of trained to, to learn to associate the crate with positive behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a lot of dogs, it, it kind of mimics the den uh, mm-hmm. of what, what they kind of were, um, you know, thousands of years ago, what they had been brought up in. Um, so it can be a very comfortable uh, space for dogs. Once again, talking about having a dog have their own space, a crate mm-hmm. is a fantastic example of that. Um, if you are going the crate route, uh, obviously starting early would be ideal, mm-hmm. getting them used to it at a young age. Um, but you can also, I mean, they can get used to the you know, anything. It's just with the right training. Um, and that would be, uh, once again, associating that crate with a positive um, kind of a- association. So we would recommend treats, mm-hmm. put some treats in the crate, let the dog go in, let the mm-hmm. dog come out, kind of mm-hmm. let the dog get used to it on their own. We wouldn't right. say, put the dog in the crate, leave it there for eight hours, go and, and, and do something that that would be what you want to build towards, but you right. want to start slow and using treats, toys, uh, blankets, things that they're familiar with is a great way to do that. Yeah, I've, I've done it both ways with pets. I've owned over the years. And I think if you, if you crate train a puppy, they tend to love the crate throughout mm-hmm. their life. That's their, that's their happy place or their safe place or their, it's their couch. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Where they go and they get away. And, um, you know, my, my philosophy was if my dog was in his crate, I left him alone. You yeah. Know, I didn't call him out. I just kind of said, okay, you're in your space and, uh, you can stay there. And that's, that <laughs> is a great philosophy. A lot of times, um, we have to remember dogs and cats, um, they, they're, individuals too. They have their wants and desires. And while I may want to constantly shower affection onto them, they may want to get away from me at times. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so having that crate, having uh, for cats, having those nooks and crannies are, yeah. are a great spot for, or a great place for them to kind of, yeah. um, you know, come and go. Right. So let's, let's talk about, since I'm in the real estate industry, let's talk about moving. So do you have any 
advice for folks uh, when they're moving and they have pets, how to manage their pets throughout the move? Yes. Um, so I, I, I'm sure you've uh, undergone some moves. Oh, I've done sure some moves. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, for people, it is very stressful. Yes. And we know what's happening. Um, so you can imagine for your pets um, who don't know what's happening, it's, it's even more stressful. Mm-hmm. So for moves, um, it, it, once again, it kind of depends on the pet, but we always recommend um, starting slow. You don't want to, on the day of the move, say, all right, this is it. Let's get out of here. You want to kind of build up in, into that process. So how do you build up? Well, it depends. Um, you know, if you are moving from uh, a home you, 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 let's say you already have, uh, you, you've closed on the home that's yours. Right. You can start, um, you know, bringing, uh, that, that animal to the home, kind of mm-hmm. let them get used to it. Um, maybe starting in one room, letting them kind of get their surroundings in that one room, right. introduce a second room. Um, so, so they're kind of familiar with the new space. Would you do that for cats and dogs? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of, uh, you know, cats, a lot of people think cats are, are they're, they're simple, just kind of, you know, they hang out and they do, right. uh, but they still have a lot of those tendencies that we may not associate with cats, which is they get stressed out as well. Right. Um, they, they also need that familiarity and they need to kind of build up towards it. Uh, the big thing with the move, um, if you don't have that space and it's kind of like you're, you're moving from a home to your car for a, a week and yeah. then to another home, um, we would maybe um, someone that the pet is familiar with, you know, have you had a dog sitter that mm-hmm. they've gone to, a friend that they can stay with? Mm-hmm. Um, and once again, it's, it's kind of starting slow. So um, let's say you do have that friend, you you, you bring it over. Um, bring, and acclimate. Yeah, bring yeah. the pet to the friend's place for a couple of days, do some moving, bring them back. Um, mm-hmm. So you're not doing everything at once. Um, j- just kind of focusing on taking it a little bit slower than you might necessarily if you don't have that pet. Right. Um, the big thing too is movers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people are, or, or not necessarily movers, but while you're moving, people are maybe in and out of your home. You may be shuffling things in and out, mm-hmm. um, making sure that the pet is secure somewhere right. during that process. Because we do see um, there's a, a plenty of stories of pets getting out during that time. Right. Um, and that's when, you know, having the crate, having those spaces, that you can kind of, um, uh, for lack of, kind of keep them secure while people are coming and going. That's when those spaces are really critical. Right, right. That's that's good advice. So now you're you told me before we uh, started uh, chatting today that so you're going through a, a small renovation in your home. I am. Yes. So so tell us about that and tell us how are you managing your. Uh, crew of uh, three cats and one dog. It sounds like your dog's pretty laid back at this point. The but- dog is laid back. I'm, I'm very fortunate. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, how am I managing it? I, I'm not sleeping very well. Yeah. <laughs> and, no, it's, it's, uh, I mean, it's a process because we have people coming and going uh, at all hours, it right. seems. So how are you managing the pets? Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. 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 Um, so the dog can... Uh, she can. I'm fortunate that I can bring the dog to work, right. so that that's something I don't have to worry about. With the cats, we do have a spot that that they can be kept in. Um, the issue is, it's 
in uh, it's it's kind of in the basement where the breaker is, where the water, right. um, where you can turn the water on and off. So the workers do have to kind of go in occasionally, and the mm-hmm. cats have gotten out. Uh, but luckily, we have signs all over the home. We're right. one of those people, um, just reminding everyone that cats can and may be loose. So please be mindful when you're coming and going. Um, luckily. Uh, two of the cats, I mentioned I have three, two of the cats are a little bit shyer. So yeah. they're going to try to avoid those workers as much as they can. My one boy cat, his name is Wayne. He is your stereotypical uh, troublemaker and he's going to be in their business and, and kind of hanging out with them. Yeah. Um, but so far, I think he's also been scared of all the loud noises, all the commotion. So he's also kind of. So they're a little jittery at night when you come home. Uh, well, you know, they are fine when the workers aren't there, right. but they are a little stressed out. Um, and one of the things I did want to mention, um, not during the move and also during renovations or things yeah. like that, there are, um, you know, you can get pheromones, um, which which kind of can help. Uh, there's some evidence showing that it kind of helps ease some tension. So for cats, mm-hmm. it is uh, feel away, and for dogs, it's called adoptil. And once again, just kind of calming pheromones. Mm-hmm. Um, food is a great great resource, not necessarily for cats because they they may not be as food motivated as dogs. But with dogs, you can freeze kongs, um, keep them busy with other things where they right. may not be as stressed with people coming and going. Right, 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 right. Good advice. Good advice. All right. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to have more with Sam Woolbert and the Animal Welfare League of Arlington. Thanks for coming in, Sam. Thank you. All right, welcome back. We're still here with Sam <laughs> Wolbert. No, you haven't <laughs> left yet. I haven't scared you off yet. So thanks for sticking around. So, so Sam, we're talking about uh, the Animal Welfare League of Arlington today. And thanks again for coming in. We really mm-hmm. appreciate you taking time to uh, come in and share some stories and some um, advice uh, with our with our listeners. So, so let's talk about Arlington specifically, and let's talk about before we talk about Arlington specifically. Let's talk about some advice you may have for folks regarding their backyards. Yeah. So um, once again, you know, backyards are a great spot for those dogs to kind of hang out. And um, one of those considerations you want is to make sure uh, if there's fencing, it's secured fencing. If the dog is going to be outside, we we don't recommend just leaving the dog outside all day. But Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, um, you know, getting outside is important. And so you want to make sure the dog can be secure in in the yard. Um, One of the one of the things, too, is the plants. People don't necessarily consider the plants or what might be in the home. Uh, The ASPCA has a great list of what are toxic to both dogs and cats. And sometimes those backyards, if there's a garden already in place, um, they might have some things that aren't necessarily good. If you're, if you have a dog that's uh, a grazer or can get into that kind of trouble. Um, So, so looking at secured fencing, looking at proper shade Mm -hmm. uh, in this area in Arlington, it's hard to find a big, uh, green grass, a lot of trees, um, fenced in yard, but uh, maybe a little bit outside. Um, those are some of the considerations you want to look at. And then, of course, beyond the yard is looking at the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Is it a pet friendly neighborhood? Right. Um, what are are there rules and regulations? Are you part of an HOA? There are sometimes breed restrictions or size right. restrictions, depending on um, the place that you're moving to. Um, that's definitely a consideration. 
um, because you don't want to buy a home, move in, and find out uh, the dog that you have might not necessarily be allowed into the community. Um, and then finally, vets. We're, we're very lucky here in Arlington that we have a lot of vets and a lot of great uh, veterinary clinics. Um, some areas are a little bit more sparse, but today, especially um, after COVID with everyone that adopted an animal, uh, vets are backed up. So if you are moving to a new area, you want to get in as a new client because you don't want to wait until there's a problem. Right. Um, no, that's good yes, advice. Yeah. So, so you want to make sure that they are aware of you. They're aware of your pets. Um, so, so we would recommend if you're moving to an area, check out the vets, get in as a, as a client. Don't wait until you need that emergency service because so many vets now are not taking new clients that mm -hmm. you don't want to. If you're waiting until that point, it's going to be too late. Right. Well, you know, that's an interesting point because I think, and you will know better than I will for sure, but wasn't there a huge explosion of pet ownership during uh, COVID? There was, yes. Um, and especially where I work, the Animal Welfare League of Art, we, we couldn't keep animals. Um, you know, there were so many people, uh, very fortunate in this area. It's a very pet friendly community here in Arlington. Mm -hmm. But there were so many people who wanted to adopt, who wanted to foster um, because they were home. They needed, they, they, yeah. There was nothing to do. And they needed company. Yeah. yeah. They, yeah. They, and so they, they looked to us to, um, to kind of provide that service, uh, which was great. It, on our end, it was just hard to kind of meet that demand. But um, as as we're two years into this now, and a lot of those foster homes became permanent homes, and yeah. people welcome pets into their home. Um, now we're seeing uh, the flip side of that is so many people have pets. Um, there were some vets that kind of got out of the industry during COVID might have retired early, right. that there is a veterinary shortage. So it, wow. so getting those vet appointments um, for, for, you know, um, for basically anything is now a, a, a delay. Right, right. Amazing, yeah. amazing. That's good advice. So, so tell us uh, what is the Animal Welfare League of Arlington? Yeah. Uh, so the Animal Welfare League of Arlington is the Animal Resource Center in Arlington County. We've been around since 1944. Our mission is to improve the lives of animals and people by providing resources, care and protection. Mm -hmm. And we are basically your one stop shop for anything animal related here in Arlington County or the city of Falls Church. So that includes adoption services. We have a very robust adoption program. If you're looking for a dog or a cat, we have a, a nationally recognized kitten program. So we are actually uh, bringing in a lot of kittens um, for for foster families, and we're also traveling to other parts of the area to, or excuse me, other parts of the country to kind of talk about how successful we are and to kind of spread that mission. Um, so we have adoption services, we have community support programs mm -hmm. um, that includes a pet pantry. So we offer up uh, ten thousand meals a month to people in this community who may be struggling to feed their pets. Wow. We have uh, vet assistance grants if you're undergoing an emergency or you need chronic care for your pet, we can help out. Um, we have community care clinics and vaccine and mic microchip clinics. Um, so what does that mean? We will help vaccinate or microchip anyone who comes to our shelter. And we're also in communities doing that as well, um, communities around Arlington. And we offer spay-neuter vouchers too. So um, if you uh, might have found a, a kitten kind of on the street, you, you wanted to keep it, we can help get, get that kitten spayed or neutered. Mm -hmm. um, 
and we offer uh, behavior support. So well, going back to those stories of the dog that, that uh, might, might get into trouble, might get right. into the kitchen trash, if you have some of those issues, we can help out with that. And finally, we all also have the contract for animal control in Arlington County. So we're actually in the community helping to keep pets and people safe. Um, and on top of that, we do, as part of that, that uh, our animal control team, we do a, a wildlife program. We have a wildlife resource center. Um, so if you have any issue at all with wildlife, we can help out. That's amazing. So, so you, you guys are a turnkey solution we for the animal welfare in Arlington County. So you do everything from the animal control all the way up to uh, providing training support for pet owners. Yes, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, we do. We we will help out owned animals, and uh, we will help uh, you get an owned animal. <laughs> right, right, exactly. So, as as part of the uh, animal control facet of your business. What kind of things may you come across in your in your daily uh, rounds? Yes. Yeah, so the animal control team is always in the community. Um, and part of being in the community in Arlington County is that you see a lot of interesting things. Um, one example was this past January. Um, you've heard kind of the story of why did the chicken cross the road? Well, in this instant, the chicken crossed the road to get to the Pentagon. Uh, we were called in by Pentagon officials because there was a chicken wandering around their security checkpoint. <laughs> we don't know how it got there. Um, you know, what is a chicken doing running around the Pentagon? Uh, we we never found that out, but we were able to to go in and assist. Uh, we brought the chicken back to the shelter. Um, it hung out with us. No one came to kind of uh, claim it, so it became our chicken and wound up being adopted by one of our one of the animal control officers that was originally on the scene. But in the meantime, uh, we put something out on social media. And you never know how these stories are going to play out. But this one just blew up. It got picked up by news uh, not only across the country, but around the world as far as England and India. Um, and even went so far to be featured on the Jimmy Fallon show. He, <laughs> he wrote a song about this, uh, the chicken crossing the road to get to the Pentagon. Um, so it's stories like that, that <laughs> just on a given day, you never know what you're going to come right. across. Well, and that makes life fun. It does, you know, because yes. you don't know what's coming and you don't know where it's going when it does come. <laughs> we have a great job. We're one of, I think, the only thing where you can uh, pet cute, cuddly animals or hang out with chickens. Right, that is good. Good story. So, any other stories? Um, yeah. I, how much time do we have here? We have, uh, so, so <laughs> the, I mean, we have, we have, we yeah, have I was all the time in the world. The, yeah. the, um, uh, a couple years ago, another story that kind of uh, garnered a lot of natural attention is uh, we work closely with a lot of um, areas a little bit outside of Arlington County because we're able to bring in animals, um, kind of help out those jurisdictions by bringing in animals uh, to Arlington from which we can adopt. One of these areas reached out to us because they found a cat that had an arrow through its head. It had been oh shot by an arrow. Um, luckily, it missed all the vital organs, uh, and the cat seemed to be fine. It was bright, it was alert, it was still affectionate, it was eating, drinking, um, coming up to people. Uh, so we said, yeah, bring it to us. If that cat is willing to 
be fighting, we're going to fight for that cat. Right. Um, so we, we wound up taking the cat and we were able to remove the arrow. It was fine. A, a lot of uh, antibiotics and a lot of care uh, went into it. Um, and then we found a, a perfect adopter for it. Uh, this, this specific person was um, actually going through some personal issues the day that the cat came to us, wow. saw the story and just followed the cat's progression throughout. Um, and, and today that cat is living large, you know, it just goes to show you, um, a, you know, there is, uh, in the animal welfare world, it's not all, uh, kittens and puppies and wonderful stories. You do see some, unfortunately, heart wrenching stories like that, but we are here at the animal welfare league of Arlington. We're in a great position that we're able to help out and able to assist. And when you can see a cat like that, the cat's name was Cupid because it's on (laughs) Valentine's day that it came to us. Um, Oh my gosh. Valentine's day with an arrow. Yes. That's the only name appropriate. (laughs) Uh, So when you're able to see that cat Cupid, um, you know, go through such hardship come out on the other side, just loving life. It it really puts, um, you know, kind of some of the issues that we deal with into perspective. Right. No, very, very, very true. Very true. So, so the Animal Welfare League of Arlington, you're a nonprofit organization. We are. Yes. So how do you, how, so obviously you have a contract with Arlington County, so you have revenue, uh, from that source, but do you also accept donations? We do. Um, you can go to our website, awla.org, uh, donations, in-kind donations as well. Uh, mm-hmm. I mentioned the pet pantry. A lot of that pet pantry is supported by folks who, who are bringing us food that we can then turn out into the community. Um, but we're also looking for volunteer support. Mm-hmm. Fosters, too, is a big component of what we do. We, we, um, there's about 3,500 animals each year that come through our doors, and, and um, some of that's wildlife, but most of it is companion animals. And a lot of that we we get into foster homes before they can get adopted. So fostering is a big need. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as well as just sharing our stories, sharing our social media, um, following us on Facebook, mm-hmm. Twitter, Instagram. I think the kids are on TikTok now. Right. And, <laughs> um, we're always, you know, just, just sharing something about uh, the cat Cupid or the chicken named Henny Penny who crossed mm-hmm. the road. That, that brings a lot of awareness um, into the work that we're doing here in the community. Fantastic. So is there is there anything else you want to add to our uh, conversation today? Anything else I want to add? I don't think so. I, I, I appreciate the opportunity to come and talk about what I do and also to hopefully provide some tips to folks who are either looking to move or in the process of moving uh, because so often, you know, we, those of us who have pets, we love our pets. We want to do whatever we can for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and having the, the proper space is, is one way in which we can give them a good, fulfilling life. Absolutely. Sam Wolbert, thank you so much for coming in. Animal Welfare League of Arlington. And your website again is? AWLA.org. Wonderful. And I hope everybody goes and uh, makes a donation. And thanks again for coming in. Thank you. Thanks for having me.